Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Man, I love that verse. Isaiah 40, 30 through 31. So this is one of those episodes where we, we've we kind of wrestled through this in previous uh, things that we've written. And recently it's come to, you know, we've just kind of had to deal with, spe- specifically Selena. Even, I mean, <laughs> yes. being honest, you've yes. dealt with some anxiety, some stress, some worry. Yes. And so I just got to thinking, man, this is really a matter of trusting our gauges. And we're going to talk about what that means. But when this verse says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, what does it mean to hope in the Lord? All right. Mm. It sounds, it sounds super obvious, but you know what? There's a lot that can be said around the life of a Christian, the marriage between two Christian people and how we place our hope in the Lord, trusting that he will renew our strength. Mm. So we're going to talk through some very specific things about what it means to hope in the Lord. In other words, to trust our gauges. And um, yeah, I think it should be a fairly good conversation. It'll be a great mm. conversation. Anyway, <laughs> regardless of what happens, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Do we ever actually see people on the other side? Uh, <laughs> it's a figure of speech. <laughs> see you later. See you later, alligator. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we've tried to do the podcast during nap times. But that never goes daughter well. doesn't. Ha- she's very her, her naps have been very short. She's a forty-five minute napper. We're trying to kick it back, but I can't even keep her awake to kick it back. So you know, and but she's f- on a schedule naturally. So I feel like that's better than the first two. The first two, I was like, I don't know, you just sleep, I guess. It's true. It's true. <laughs> this one's a little bit more predictable. But a little bit. As far We're as when parents. she goes to sleep, I yeah. feel like she wakes up way sooner than we expect every time. That's just nap time, I think. But anyways, <laughs> Louisa is with us again. Um, just the way things worked out today. So lucky all of you to get to be with her too. <laughs> so if you're new to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, uh, I'm Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. I, we haven't done that in a long time. So we're Ryan and Selena Frederick. <laughs> we created this thing called Fierce Marriage like a number of years ago, like mm-hmm. five or six years ago. And six or seven almost. Babe. Oh my goodness. That's a, long, that's a long time to be doing this, but it's been a blast. <laughs> God has... Um, worked in us and through us throughout that process. We've been married going on 16. 17 years. It'll be 17 years this September. Whoops. <laughs> then we dated for four years before that. So we'd love to get to know you. Um, and the way you can get to know us a little bit is to get on to our website, fiercemarriage.com. There's an about us tab somewhere on there. <laughs> you can learn more about us. But anyway, thank you for joining us for this podcast episode. Um, we're just opening the can. We're it just felt like, opening it felt the like can. you should say the last part. <laughs> hey, Open what can? Like this. And this episode is that's had that sort of sound. Oh. Same ring. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's just in my head. Because we it's usually been a crazy end it with day, this people. episode's in the can. It's and been so a crazy day. It's not in the can yet. It's, 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 it's being, it's, it's, it's being, being prepared. put in the can. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we've had a bit of a hectic few days. And so this episode is birthed out of that. Namely, are we... I had to fix a window. I had to replace a window for the first time yesterday. And that, I I almost cut my fingers off because I was opening a thing and I had a razor blade and I made a stupid mistake. And I think I sliced it down to the bone, like a full knuckle width. Yeah. Like from, from second knuckle to third knuckle. On like your middle finger? that length. Yuck. Yeah. So my middle finger is useless now. I usually Just use it a lot. Cut it off. You might not need it. <laughs> I use it a lot when I'm driving. I'm <laughs> <Stop>. kidding. <laughs> I'm oh my kidding. gosh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you know, you never you never know what you, you never take know it for when granted. You're gonna need your fingers. <laughs> you never know when you need your middle finger to be in tip top shape. Oh my goodness. No, you do take your fingers for granted when they when they're cut to the bone. All right. Well thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh we just want to put that out there so little Thank you for listening. Thank you for, if you have rated and reviewed this podcast, thank you for doing that. If you have not and you've been on the fence, go ahead and hit that five stars. It's real <laughs> easy, really gratifying. To, I'm not supposed to say that. Okay, but. go ahead and hit as many stars as you would like. 
As long as it's five or more. <laughs> no, it just it helps us get the yeah. word out and people read the comments. We read the comments, you know, just trying to get a pulse on yes. uh, what we can talk about and how we can be yeah. better used by the Lord. Yeah, yeah, and that's how the internet works. <laughs> Ratings and reviews are very important. So, uh, and typically, again, we like to remind you, if you have any questions, you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash ask, A-S-K, or slash podcast. Actually, go to slash podcast because that's where the little button is to fill out the form, or you can call in or text 971-333-1120. And I have, actually, there's some special things I want to throw out there today. Uh, We have, being that Valentine's Day is is a week from Friday at the time of recording this. Got your gift. Did you get mine? I did. Oh, look at that. That's winning, guys. We don't get gifts very often and never before the day. How much did you spend? It's none of your business. I spent forty five. My money. I spent forty dollars. Close to that. Well, how dare you? <laughs> I'm, I'm only worth forty dollars to you. <laughs> more. I put no. I did more. Well, I was forty five. So I hope. <laughs> you want me to tell you? <laughs> or, no. What? What? Why? No. You always do that. Like Christmas comes, you're like, hey, you want me to tell you what your gift is? Not gift. The amount. Oh yeah, tell me the amount. No, I don't want to. Anyway, hey, you don't have to spend $45, by the way, to have a good Valentine's Day. Right. We got books, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Where I'm going with this is we're, um, we're making our books available to you at an extra 15% off. Just go use the code VDAY2020, VDAY2020 um, for shop.fiercemarriage.com. So just go to our shop. You can find all of our books. Go to 31daypursuit.com or 40prayers.com. Anywhere it takes you to the shop. And you can get... Another 15% off the lowest marked price. That's good for about 10 days. Books are always a good idea. I love yes. books. So V-Day 2020 gets you an extra 15%. many books. It's good stuff. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is if you want to be part of our book launch that comes out in May, go to Ooh. seethroughbook.com. You are wanted and needed to be on the launch team yes, if you are please. passionate about the idea of transparency in marriage and in life as people called to live in the light as transmitters of the light who is Jesus Christ. That book is all about that in yes. the marriage context. Go to seethroughbook.com. Okay, so we're seven minutes in. Thank you for listening to our fluff, by the way. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. We, we're just warming up. To, this has been a really long week. So yeah. So we are, and I say long week, I mean seven days. It's Monday when we're recording this. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it has been a long seven days past couple long. weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So thanks for bearing with us here. Okay, so we're talking about specifically trusting your gauges and what that means for uh, uh, dealing with anxiety, dealing with issues of worry yeah. or stress, yeah. or just in general um, feeling out of sorts. And right? I, yeah, and I have to say, this may date the episode, but um, you know, this, this, I think it was this last week that the whole the helicopter crash with Kobe Bryant and uh, like nine people uh, tragically died. You know, three of those being young teenagers and children, and. Um, you know, it really just, you start to look at your humanity. Um, and there's just a lot around that, I think. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm 37. I'm going to be 38 this year. Like I, you know, health things could start happening. Just a lot of start stuff starts creeping in. Um, and then with a baby, there's always kind of postpartum anxious thoughts and things around that, or what could happen to my children and things that really are out of my control. Sometimes I go through these ups and downs of, of worry and fear. And I was up last night from about two to four 30. Uh, usually the baby wakes up at two, but she didn't, of course. Right. I'm trained, but of course. So, um, just kind of thinking, praying, um, trying to go back to sleep, but couldn't. So decided to read the Bible, of course, and look up worry and, and anxiety or just fear and Philippians uh, 4, I think, came up, but then Matthew 6, the words of Jesus um, about do not be anxious. Matthew six twenty six, you know, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. That's verse 25. Uh, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? 
And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed in one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Do not be anxious about what we will eat or drink or wear. For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows them. I'm sorry, i got to just keep reading this last one, verse 33 and 34. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow mm. will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day of its own trouble. And the the verse that really stood out to me is, is um, well, it was 28, or when he's, when he's saying, is not life, is not the body more than just food, and is not life more than just clothing and food you know it's there's so much more and even the lilies of the field that are here today and gone tomorrow it's just painting that deep and rich picture that we often forget which at least i do and that caused a lot of fear inside of me and and jesus's words are you know don't be anxious about tomorrow remember who your father is remember how much he cares for you remember that you see you saw solomon in all of his glory all the riches of, of of wealth of the world and yet he could not be he could not compete with the lilies of the field. There's just so much. It just really comforted my heart at a deep level to be reminded again of who God is, of how anxiousness and fear doesn't have a place in our, in our hearts. And not to say that, you know, if if there are people that struggle with, with really deep anxiety, and I'm not trying to say this is like a trite answer. I'm just saying the more, you know, that I was, I'm looking to the Lord, the more my fears can kind of dispel and, and kind of be, uh, subsided in some ways, but I was just, I don't know. I have these moments of just deep fear. Uh, the, the, the reality of the world that we live in kind of hits me sometimes. And it's a process of, of going to God's word and taking those thoughts captive and putting them up against what he says. He says, don't be anxious. I've not given you a spirit of fear. Well, how can his word say those things to me? Well, because he's God and that's his word and that's something I can trust. Right. And that's what we're talking about today is, is yeah. trusting, yeah. trusting God's word. Yeah. So that's Matthew six, right? I did say that. <clears throat> you did say that. I, I just wanted that. to confirm. Perfect. So I can obviously, I mean, obviously that's been a very powerful passage for you to go through the last, um, the last, you know, day and even beyond that. But I love, uh, which well, just sort of hit me more last night yes, in the yes. middle of the night. It, it, there was just like some, I think the Holy Spirit the way, was yeah. just ministering to me in my heart and my, yeah. my pain and my fear and my worry, things that I couldn't, you know, yeah, do anything I, about. I, I mean, there's a lot happening there. We're going to, we're going to get into trusting God's word. You said we have to trust that he is God. You have to, and, and that's a, like, that's a big thing to say. And oftentimes we gloss over that. Like, yeah, trust God, trust God. <laughs> what does it mean to actually trust and how, right. how does trust work? Okay, how does how do we trust God in a way that is not just um there she is. How do we trust God in a way that's not just uh I want I don't know how to word this. Um it's like it's like we're just resigning ourselves in a way that is giving up hope in a way. Okay, right. so you can resign yourself to it and say okay, um I don't know. It's, it's being it's, like it's inactive a, versus being like an active trust. Yeah, so trusting God takes faith, but there's an active faith and an inactive faith. Sure. And those aren't biblical terms. Those are Ryan Frederick terms. Okay. So I'm kind of shooting from the hip here, but so how do we trust God's word is what it is. Well, first off, I love the, the, the couple paragraphs before what you started sleep, uh, reading. He said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and, rust, moth and rust destroy where the thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys. Yeah. And where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So it's amazing how there's a progression from putting your like putting your eternal worth, your earthly worth, laying up treasures, saving up treasures in a way in heaven. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that we um, it means that our hope is in God. It doesn't mean that we um, are somehow. Uh, it's not a prosperity thing. It's not a God owes me thing. No, it's, it's knowing uh, our our eternity and knowing my eternity is who in God Him. Is. Yeah. And so I'm going to put, I'm going to do things that are eternally minded. Mm. I'm going to think in a way that's eternally uh, oriented. It's the perspective <laughs> is eternal. She's sucking on her fingers. She's sucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cutest thing. If we could show it, it would be amazing. But, um, yeah. And so that, it kind of precipitates this kind of trust and that, that 
is the battle against anxiousness. So the the result of putting our treasure in heaven, it means that we kind of have a, a way to battle this, this stuff. So, well, I think it puts things into perspective, right? Like, yeah. Okay. There's, we can have fear around things that we can't control, or we can learn to trust God in the things that he's given yeah. us and be reminded of who he is, that no matter yeah. what hard path that we know or may be unknown to us right now that we have to walk down, like he will never leave us, right? We have the promises of God. We yeah. have our gauges, which we're going to talk about. We have the word and yeah. the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. Yeah. So how do we, how does this relate to marriage? Okay. We're talking about life in general, but there are, there are certain instances in marriage yeah. where our trust is, is kind of at the, at being tested. Yeah. It's on the. Being tested. You mean with the Lord or with each other? Just to clarify. With, uh, with both. Yeah. Okay. But m- more on the deeper level, right? With God's design for marriage, meaning that mm. can I trust that this is okay? Do I trust this is for life? Right. Do I trust that God is going to use this for his good? Right. For his glory, excuse me. And it's something that I need to walk through that. Right. Because what we believe and what we feel can often seem contradictory yeah. to what the word says and what our gauges say, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I have, we'll talk about where the gauges thing comes from in just a second, but just to kind of maybe put some, some meat on these bones here. So, uh, maybe one of these examples sounds familiar. Maybe if you've not been here, there's a chance, you know, somebody who's currently in one of these spots, or you maybe been in one of these spots or you're headed into one of these spots. (laughs) So, uh, just kind of listen in and see if any of these apply. But, uh, so you've been in a dry season emotionally and you don't feel connected as a, as a married couple, like you don't love each other anymore, Mm. quote unquote. You've fallen out of love, mm. or at least it feels that way. That's the first one. The second maybe um, trying time would be you're in the middle of a financial difficulty and you have no idea mm. what the future holds. You can't seem to figure out how, you know, good rhythms between, yeah. you know, a good job or maybe even how to make a job work, mm. or you just can't find um, a way to be in agreement on these things. Right. You know, maybe it's all about finances, but the the finances are bringing other areas yeah. of worry and yeah. distress and anxiety into your life and into mm-hmm. your marriage. Okay. So that's kind of a, that's a marital issue because the finances are part of your marriage, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, the, the third one is maybe you've lost your spouse's trust or they've done something to lose yours mm. and you're unsure of how to rebuild. You don't know yeah. where to go, how to begin that path of, of re strengthening, rebuilding trust, all that kind of stuff. Mm hmm. Um, another one is, uh, maybe life is changing rapidly. Like you've got a new baby on the way or there's a baby that just arrived or maybe you lost your job or if you're a military family, maybe you've been deployed suddenly or there's a number of things that can happen. Or maybe you had a tragic death in your family or a tragic diagnosis. So there's a lot of ways that kind of the, the, the rapid change in your reality can create all kinds of uncertainty and stress. And you feel like you're in the middle of a storm and you are shouting, Jesus, where are you? And there he is in the bow of the ship, <laughs> right. like we read in the Gospels. Right. And it's hard for us to trust in those times. Right. And then the final example that hopefully will um, get you thinking is that uh, maybe you argue more than you laugh as a couple mm. and you seem you can't seem to agree on anything that matters. Maybe you feel like that's the beginning of maybe a fracture in mm-hmm. the foundation of your friendship or the foundation of your marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's worrying you. And you're, you're wondering where is, where is this marriage yeah. headed and how can I stop it? So that's kind of where we're coming at from like an anxiety stress standpoint. There's obviously there's countless other examples. Right. Maybe Just there's pick whatever makes you yeah. who worry or fear. And we all have those. I mean, Selena's talking about mortality. Like she's having yeah. a bit of an existential, I don't want to say crisis, but it's, <laughs> it's an existential. Well, uh, we're not, none of us bout, are. Yeah. I mean, none of us are getting out of this alive. Right. And so we all are, we are all going to die. And that is, those are some big words, things to swallow. And like, so you here don't you say know. that is a bit, it's a bit different. Cause usually I'm the one, I had I heart problems and I'm like, yeah, and if I live to 50, I'm, yeah, I'm glad. And, I'm, <laughs> and well, you're like, and stop, I'm, stop well, saying that. You know, and Randy, I think it's Dr. Randy Alcorn has a book about heaven and you know, we don't know much about it as believers. And that's, I think there's more to be explored there and it can offer us some sort of peace and understanding, but mm. for the here and now and the things that we deal with, like how does, what, what are my gauges? How do I trust? How do I disseminate these fears. Yeah. So this is, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> so keep bearing with us. Cause we're going to get into three really tangible ways. Um, uh, truths, I guess of your gauges, quote unquote, but first where, what are these gauges? Where do they come from? 
And so I want to share this example uh, because this was something that I learned as a, as a young, I don't know, I want to say a high schooler, middle schooler, about trusting your gauges, trusting God's word more than you trust your own emotions and those sorts of things. But this very visceral example came to mind is I was actually out of town um, and I was uh, traveling for work. I can't remember what it was, but I remember it was I was getting home late. It was like 10 o'clock. I was supposed to uh, land and it was super dark, but it was also really foggy. And so there was the visibility was completely nil. And so as we're flying, I'm a, I'm definitely one of these guys that I like to look out the windows. I'm a window watcher on flights, whether we're landing or taking off or, um, or whether we're just cruising, really, I like looking out the window. I like kind of guessing where we're at. If we're over a major city, I like to say, okay, what city am I at? Are we over right now? <laughs> and so I know that we're getting ready to land. And so I'm looking out the window and I'm realizing I can't get my bearings at all. Usually when you're landing, you know, over your hometown, you can kind of say like, oh, that's that. This is that. Yeah. I and you kind of guess. Is, yeah. And I always think we always fly over our house, and but the airport's <laughs> like 40 minutes away. Yeah. So I'm like, man, if I could just jump out in a parachute, I could be home and like. Everybody thinks that. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> And, and so, but I looked out and I couldn't see anything. And not only that, like the, not being able to see anything completely disoriented me. Mm. And I started to feel like the plane was banking, but it was like, it felt like it was, it was banking, but I couldn't tell. Right. And so I started feeling like I was getting dizzy and it was just completely disorienting. And I thought to myself, I wonder how, uh, how, how are the pilots going to be able to see the landing strip? How are they going to know how close they are to the airport? If I can't see, surely they can't see. Right. And obviously that's like a really irrational fear and all that. But I had to kind of comfort myself and say, okay, well, they can see because they have gauges. Yeah. They have things that tell them where, you know, they orient them in space and time, regardless of what their senses are telling them. Right. Okay. So, so, so often... So often we do what maybe foolish Ryan would have done, right? If if in that moment of fear, I said, "This is insane. We're going to crash." I'm, you know, if I made a if I made a break for the nearest exit, oh, gosh. and like forced my way through that exit and jumped off the plane, that would have been complete and utter foolishness. Right. Even with even with a parachute, right? There's a, I mean, it would have been foolishness. You're way too high. Well, you're not way too high. I don't know about that because you're still at like ten thousand feet. Yeah. Even if you, yeah, I don't know. You're 10,000 feet when you're descending, but <laughs> regardless, it, no one's going to debate. It was a stupid, it would have been a stupid thing to <laughs> yes. do. And so, but so often we do we that, do that in our marriage when we, we start respond. feeling like, yeah, well, I, I, I'm disoriented. This is not anything familiar. Right. I, this is what I thought our marriage would be. It's not that I can't see the ground. I can't see, we're going to crash or we're going to just fly off into oblivion. Like when we trust what's in front of us and our own senses and abilities versus Versus our gauges, which is for one God's word, right? Right, right. So the pilots, so the and I, I want to finish the, the the analogy real fast. The pilots don't worry because they have gauges, like we said. The gauges themselves are trustworthy, and mm -hmm. here's the thing: they actually do trust the gauges. Mm -hmm. Like the pilots aren't sitting up there thinking, "Well, it says north, but I kind of feel like north's a few degrees this way." Right. So I'm gonna go ahead. The gauge is good, but I got this. I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and turn a little mm -hmm. bit to the left, or and the other co-pilots thinking. You're an idiot. What are you doing? The gauge is telling me where north is. Right, right. Why? Are, well, I got it. I can see. All right. I'm looking at the stars. I can see. It feels better <laughs> this way. Moana over here, huh? <laughs> just a little Moana action. But it feels better. So I'm going to go ahead and just... Feels right if we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's feelings and emotions can get us into some big trouble. Right. We, we allow them to be God. We allow them to be the pilot and navigate us. It can be... Mm -hmm. Very, very foolish for sure. So no matter what they they no matter what they see through the window, through the clouds, the fog, the darkness, or whatever, they have access to the mm -hmm. this is critical. They have access to information that matters most mm -hmm. and they use it to guide them. In so other words, good. they trust it. So good. Okay, so we have three big truths that, that we want you to take take away from this podcast mm -hmm. as you go into life and into your marriage about gauges. The first big truth, given all that, given the passages passage that we re read, we're going to read some more passages as we go through these. But number one is you have gauges. Right. You have gauges. There are, and what do I mean by that? There are absolute, um, there, there are absolute, what am I trying to say? Like devices, uh, they are uh, actual ideas that are biblical that will guide you in your marriage. Okay, so the first one is covenant. Okay, mm -hmm. so what specific gauges do we have? We have covenant, and that comes from God's word. Right. Okay, Selena, as we were talking through this, you said, well, we, the gauge we really have is the Bible and the Holy Spirit. And, I'm, and my response to you was, well, the Bible is 
inspired by the Holy Spirit and has been given to us as God's complete revelation right. for everything we need for life and godliness. Right. So yes, you're right. We have the Bible and the Holy Spirit. However, the Bible has given us these ideas that mm. are very tangible kind of things right. on our dashboard that tell us where to go. So the first yes, one is covenant. I would agree. Okay. So covenant, <laughs> we talk about covenant a lot because covenant is one of God's... Kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. It's one of his attributes. It's He's covenantal. He right. operates his relationships with us. It's one of the ways that we reflect God, I think, in mm-hmm. marriage is through our covenant. We reflect his character. Yeah. Yeah. So so we, we look at, okay, the covenants that God made with his people, it's, an, it's a reflection of who he is. Mm-hmm. And so when we make a covenant with each other and we're called to reflect God's image, mm. then we can be um, covenantal with each other. It's so powerful because so many times Israel walked away. So many times God's people walked away. They wanted other gods. They wanted, they forgot, which we do. I do. I forget. I mean, look at last night. You forget, right? That God has. Well, that's he, why you went to the word though, too, which is really cool. Thank you. I I try. There's honestly nowhere else I would want to go because there's nothing that is, everything else is empty. It's a dead end. God's word is, it's life, right? And so I just, you can't over, you can't overestimate, you can't underestimate covenant. And it's important that we understand what it means. And I know, I mean, go look back at our previous episodes where we talk about covenant pretty much every episode, I think. But um, 2 Timothy 2.13 says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Mm. We have a bunch of other ones in there, too. Yeah, so God's worth is rich with covenantal yes. examples. I mean, yes. you can look at Luke sixteen eighteen, which is everyone who divorced his wife and marries another commits adultery. That's that's a that's a that's an example of how Jesus he's basically looking back and saying like this is why this covenant matters. Mm. Uh, we have Malachi two. I'm not going to go through all of these. Malachi two fourteen, Exodus thirty four six, Deuteronomy seven nine, First Thessalonians five. There's a ton there. Okay, mm-hmm. but. The application here, okay, so if you're asking yourself, is your marriage covenant worth keeping? Mm. Does God really want you to honor your marital covenant through hard times? Uh, Yes and yes. (laughs) Okay, is God faithful? Yes, he is. Yes. So in a covenant, we're called to be faithful to it. So how is this a gauge? Okay, so you're asking yourself, are we going to make it? Can we make it? Is this worth fighting for? Is this the right person I should be married to? I don't feel like it is. It doesn't feel... I, it feels right. like we should just try something else for a while, or we should just right. maybe not. I don't think God's word really knows what it's talking about, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to my situation, right? We're very quick yeah. to disqualify, yeah. I think, his word and authority. At least I am. You know, mm-hmm. our pride wells up because we just we want a quick fix. And God, I think, in his goodness and beauty is just like, I don't want a Band-Aid. I want to, I want to do surgery on you. You mm-hmm. know, I want to make you yeah. new, and I want to, I want to renew this area for you. And your spouse, and this is the only way to do it. And you have to trust me. You have to trust yeah. me. That's the only way forward, which stinks because we don't want to, and we don't feel like everything within us kind right. of like rails against that, right? I think there's a big presupposition here too that might be worth mentioning at this point is that having the idea of having gauges implies that there is a right destination. Mm. Okay. Yep. yep. So uh, if you don't care where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> then it doesn't matter where you you're don't headed. Need gauges. <laughs> it doesn't matter the direction you face. Right. It doesn't right. matter where you're headed. None of that matters. It doesn't mm-hmm. even matter if you stay aloft in the air. Yeah. But if there is a right destination that will that will be the end that God has in mind, the end that you have in mind as someone who's following God, mm. what is that right destination? And therefore, why are these gauges important? Well, the right destination is crossing the finish line of our death. When you say that, mm-hmm. and looking our Savior in the face and hearing. Well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. Now, by God's grace, because of his grace, mm. we'll hear that because we're in Christ and and he sees his own imputed righteousness on us. And so there's the sense that, but there is there there is actions that we are accountable for here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not to salvation, but through our sanctification and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of the presupposed truth that there is an end that is ideal. Mm. Covenant is a gauge to get us there, meaning that if anything that we want to do goes against this first gauge of covenant, then we can trust the gauge instead of trusting what we want to do. Yeah. That's what that's what this all means. The second big gauge that we have as a married couple is love. Mm. Okay, so the We're thing about shout it forever and ever. Covenant and love. Covenant and Understanding love. and defining those terms with the biblical application and definition is the only Mm-hmm. way it's the that's the it's opening the whole door to understanding marriage i feel like in the right 
sense and having this confidence from from the Lord of saying, okay, no matter what, like we can face this, we can walk through this. Mm. Maybe not can, we have to. And by God's grace, he's not going to leave us. So you said something, though, that was really important, as you said, that the biblical definition of love. Right. So First Corinthians. when we say love, we don't mean like, hey, whatever you feel. Right. We don't mean the way the world defines love, which, right. by the way, the world can't. Right. They don't, they, they, we did a whole study on it, but there's not, a, a, there's not an objective the de- definition of, of love. The ideas of love are pretty much based on emotional feelings, I think. Yeah. And experiential rather than actionable from a different place, like a different uh, source. <laughs> so <laughs> this is, the, this is what it comes to mind when you ask somebody who, who refuses to admit the authority of the Bible, right? And you say, define love. And they say, well, love is, uh, it's when you, uh, like love is being able to apologize to someone first, or love is when you feel like they listen to you. I'm yawning. I don't even mean to. (laughs) She's yawning. (laughs) Sorry. So you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, it reminds me of LaCroix. (laughs) 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 Because you read, you read the flavors of LaCroix and it's like essence of essence of lime (laughs) 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 or like Mandarin pear or some random flavor. And then you you crack open the Lacroix and you smell it and it smells amazing and then you taste it and it tastes like just seltzer water. <laughs> what is the whole deal with Lacroix anyway? By the way, I I can't just stop. Do We're gonna like lose it? listeners here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do like it. Get out of here. But I feel like okay. Next time you drink a Lacroix, think of this. Lacroix is the version of love the world is trying to sell you when there's something so much better. It's a bad that analogy. It's not just an essence of something. It is the thing itself. <laughs> That's a good analogy. It's a mix. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking of like Tomato fresh tomato, squeezed huh? orange juice, right? I don't want something that it's like it's like a soda can that we we placed next to an orange for two hours, and that's the croy. I <laughs> want the actual like orange. That. Some right? people like that. Anyway, so love. There is a what we're getting at is there's a definitive, rich, potent definition of yes. love. Yes. And what is it? Well, go to go to Ephesians four twelve. Start there. It says, "Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another." in love mm. okay so hump gentle like if you ask somebody in the world to say define love are they going to say it's going to be patience and humility no, and gentleness it comes from a self-serving place of feeling and um they might say what? that i mean they might say what i <laughs> I'm said assuming a saying, lot. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry friends but the point is is there's they're going to be there's a wrong understanding they're going to glean that... a flavor of it by sitting next to the thing for long enough <laughs> but it's not the real thing <laughs> The only reason we the only reason we can give or experience love is because of the gospel and Jesus yeah. Christ himself. That's why we have 1 Corinthians 13. If you ever take like if if you're looking for a, a biblical um exercise to go through with your spouse, read 1 Corinthians 13 and look at how Jesus fulfilled every aspect of love. Mm-hmm. Love is patient. How is Jesus patient with you? Love is kind. How has Jesus been kind to you? Love well, is and these, gentle. These things too come from 1 John 4:19 like we we can only love this way because he first loved us, right? Yeah. And the depth of that understanding, I mean, that's, those are my prayers. God, help me to understand your love so that I can love as you loved, because I don't think we always love the way he loves, right? No. We we try yeah. to understand it. We try, I just want to be careful we're not describing things that should be, or prescriptive, what is it? Prescriptive versus descriptive? Yeah. Like, yeah, we have to make sure that we're letting love well up that, from within us because yeah. of our understanding and that's, I think, what you're trying to say. And love right? is a fruit of the Spirit operating in your life. Yeah. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, all that. Because it starts with love. It starts with love. So we can't, if if we're walking by the flesh, meaning that we're not, we're not walking or, by the Spirit. Yeah, we're walking by our feelings, something other yeah. than the true gauge. Which, by the way, feelings are part of your flesh. Right? Yes. They... they they, they come from your mind. <laughs> they come. They come from yeah. Your your they psychological. They seem so real and so. Well, they are real. I'm just I saying mean, that they're yes, not. Yes, but they seem so like. For me, if I don't express those feelings, I feel compromising. Like I feel like I'm not We've being honest. Talk, yeah. Yes, I feel like I'm not living up to what is happening inside of me. And it's like, well, no, you don't have to respond to those. And you don't have to respond in that way. Why? Because. Christ died for me, and those are things that I don't have to respond out of anymore to justify myself yeah. before people. I've been justified in Christ, yeah. right? I'm yeah. still learning that, people. Still oh, learning yeah. that. You're you're right, and we, we all are. Don't feel like you're alone in that. But um, okay, so we've talked about two ways that we. The big overarching point here is that you have gauges. There's three gauges that we're going to talk about today. There's covenant. Okay, you know what it is. Now follow it. There's love. You know what it is. Follow it. Mm. 
And then there's provision and protection. Now, what do we mean by that? Uh, we talked about financial stress. Selena, you worried about protection, right? You've been reading a lot on the yes. internet and you've been made it made you kind of never a good idea to leave read too much on the internet. About... <laughs> well, especially around topics that you already feel afraid of, because yeah. whatever whatever you're afraid of, go to the internet to be made more afraid of that thing. <laughs> exactly. And so. Uh, you really had to press into God's provision, God's protection over our girls. We have three daughters mm -hmm. and I tell you, there's not anything, there's nothing I wouldn't do to protect them. And I feel like God feels that probably to the, to the nth degree. Plus he also sees what's absolutely good for us. Not just what we think is good. Mm. But anyway, we have to remind ourselves of our gauge of God's protection. Philippians four verses six through seven. And this is what you read earlier. Right. Right. Do not do be not... anxious about anything, but yeah. in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God and the peace of God. This is a cause and effect, okay? And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, there's also First John, or John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as this world gives, give I unto you. Now, let not your heart be troubled and neither let them be afraid. Isaiah 40 that we read at the beginning of this. Even youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Well, and that's just, I mean, it's just so representative of the power and life that's in God's word, right? Hebrews talks about um, it being splitting bone and marrow, right? Like the, God, the word of the Lord is alive, mm. and it is sharpening. Active, yeah. Yes, and it's, so when we go to it, we're not just reading text that happened in the past or, that is some good advice, right? It's alive, it's living, it's active. So when I came to it at three in the morning and with my real fears in my head and my emotions, all the things I was feeling, and I went to the word, God met me there and he reminded mm. me so richly of verses that I've read a thousand times at least in my lifetime, how I don't have to worry because life is so much more important than the things that I'm worrying about. And what does that mean? What is life? life that God gives us, the days that he gives us, the moments he gives He gives us, mm. everything that is life is from him. It's his grace. It's his goodness. And that that gives me comfort. That gives me uh, assurance, right? And in trusting his word, trusting that, okay, I feel these things, but you are king. You are sovereign. Mm. You are in control. I don't have to worry. I may feel these worries, but that t that will pass, and I'm going to meditate on God's word. I'm going to abide in Christ. I'm yeah. going to remember who he is. And when I forget, I'm going to go to my spouse. I'm going to go to Ryan and say, I am having a hard time with this. Please help yeah. me. Remind me who Jesus is. If If you as a couple are having a hard time, go to your community group. We are having trouble. We are we are sick with worry and fear, please help remind us of who Jesus is and hmm. in this circumstance. Remind us of the gospel in our fears and our worries and our anxieties. Help us to to see who he is and the goodness of, of him, and not just in this life, but in the next, in, the, in eternity. His goodness uh, into, the, into the next? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, you actually touched on two, like basically, I think I would add a gauge, and that's community Yeah. on this. So we can go and trust that Christian community is going to be good for us. It's going to be a gauge that gets us back on the trajectory, on the, the mm -hmm. azimuth that we should be on as a <laughs> as people who are traveling right through this life. Mm. Um, so there's uh, the, that, and then you got and you started to bridge into the next one, which is your gauges are trustworthy. So let's just recap here. So the no, the big point first, the big first point we're trying to make, excuse me, is that you have gauges, and those gauges are what is biblical covenant. And how does that apply to your marriage? What is love? God's provision and protection. He's promised to protect and mm. provide everything you need. Um, and then the fourth one is biblical community. Okay. Uh, and the big, the, the second big point we're trying to make with this is you have gauges, but your gauges are also trustworthy. Mm. And that's what you started saying. It's like, we actually can put our weight in them. We can actually trust them. We can close our eyes. Granted, you have to look at the gauges with your eyes, but we can <laughs> we can shut off our exterior senses. You can close the the uh, yeah. the windshield, if you will, yeah. and trust the gauges are going to get you there. And we have great evidence for that. How do we know our gauges are trustworthy? Well, we believe the Bible is inerrant and authoritative. There's a lot that goes into that, and the Bible itself is self-affirming. It says First Corinthians three sixteen: All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction for training in righteousness. So good. We believe in a doctrine called sola scriptura, which is that it's by God's word alone. 
That is, it is his full revelation. We don't mm. rely on any other revelation in our own hearts or from outside of us. God's word is enough. Now we do get affirmation of that through others and through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in our hearts. But we don't generate our own revelation. We mm. have it in God's word. Mm. Okay, so if we believe in that, then we can take it at face value. However, to get to that point, it might be a challenge. So how do we get to that point of trusting God's word. Well, we do have a lot of evidence. Bottom line is it's going to take faith to believe any worldview, whether you're an atheist or a Christian, you're going to have to have faith in something. Right. I think we have the most evidence for the Christian worldview that is his- historical. Right. We have evidence that is uh, in terms of the the manuscripts that we're going off of. I mean, the, the number, the sheer number of manuscripts and the accuracy of those manuscripts, right. it's phenomenal. Well, and also I just want to say from a, you know, just a person and believer's experience that Oftentimes, I think God allows us to be faced with the same problem, the same anxiety, the same worry or fear over and over again in order to build that trust. Because the more our trust is built, the less that fear claims any Mm. sort of reality in our life, right? And any sort of authority. Because the more I'm trusting in God, the less I'm trusting in those fears to be coming true. God forbid one of your worst fears coming true. Well, guess what? God is still there. He is still good. And finding... Walking through that journey, he would provide, right? His His Holy Spirit, I believe, would, would get us through whatever we would have to face. And that is what I had to, I think, assure myself in the middle of the night as well, that hmm. me worrying is not going to change what's going to happen. Like, God is God, and I have to remember he is king over all. And I think that sometimes I can keep him in my head and my heart and not realize that he is the creator of the universe, right? Well, and that's and the big assumption there is that it's not going to be... You, Trusting God doesn't mean that it's going to be pain-free. Right. It doesn't mean that you're it's not going to go through or, hard things. Yeah. Our hope is not here and now. That's right. that's the banner of a Christian worldviews. It's not mm. here and now. Our hope isn't there and then. It's not in this kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's in the kingdom to come. Yeah. It's not in the kings of this age, you know, the rulers. It's not in the countries or the nations right. of this age. It's in a kingdom and a king who is yet to reign. In a, he's reigning now, but he's but the kingdom has right. yet to come. Right. And so it's not here now, it's there and then, and it's already, but not yet. And so when we, whatever we go, I mean, you could read, go all the way back through church history and the martyrs and the the apostles and uh, the church fathers and the church mothers. You look at all these people who had, like they, they, they suffered great persecution, great hardship Mm. to the glory of God. Wrap your head around that without like, were they just faking it? Were they just living a disingenuous? Were they somehow trying to... No, they were. They had their trust in the living, yeah. the reigning king, Jesus Christ, on the throne, whom mm-hmm. they had yet to see, mm-hmm. who they had yet to meet in person, and they are with him now. Yeah. And so uh, your gauges are trustworthy. If you're, if you're of the camp, and this is... I tend to be more on the skeptical side. I tend to be more on the... Um, now, don't get me wrong. I don't feel like my own senses are the absolute litmus test for reality right. here and now i trust in a reality that's greater than me and i and i i su- subject myself to that i submit myself to god's reality but it's taken some time to get there mm. uh, but there's a ton of really quality um like apologetic works on the internet just look up apologetics online you'll find some great stuff a good starter one is josh mcdowell's i think evidence that demands a verdict um there's a ton out there um yeah um okay so the first one is you have gauges. The second big point is your gauges are trustworthy. And the third big point is that you must actually trust your gauges. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about this a little bit, but when it comes to marriage, um, we have to remember ourselves. We have to remember this, that our great, having great gauges, having the right gauges that actually functionally work, they do no good if we never look at them. We yeah. do no good if we don't follow them. So next time a storm hits and long before, we need to be looking. Mm. So how do we actually look at our gauges and actually trust in our gauges is we actually read God's word. Right. We let it bear weight in our hearts. Right. And honestly, the more I've saturated myself in scripture and let the Holy Spirit just remind me in, in the moments, in all the in-between moments, right? In all of like when I can't find time to read, I can find time to listen. And I love that on my Bible app, I can just hear the word. There's so many apps out there now that will read God's word to you. And it's, it's just so refreshing because that is getting in my soul. I'm reminded of who God is so that when the storms do come, I can be like, yes, Christ is in my boat. He Mm. is not worried. This is not rumpling, rumpling is (laughs) feathers. 
Just there we go. Get all rumpled. Yep. <laughs> he is. I've been reading a lot of little kid stories lately. Rumple still skin. No, but he he can sleep peacefully in 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 the midst of the storm because he is the controller of the storm. Nothing is outside of his grasp. I can mm. trust his kingship. I can trust his lordship. And so that's why we say, like, get in the word daily. Let it saturate you. If it's listening to it for ten or fifteen minutes, do it. Get it in your soul. Get it in your spirit because that is where we're able to really walk out in confidence whatever we're facing whether that's bringing us anxiety or that's bringing us fear you know with within the our relationship with our spouse mm. yeah i've been in, in an effort getting all preachy here i don't know if it you sounds are. good i'm a little sleepy <laughs> it's okay. from my 2 a.m wake up i like to just put the mic in front of your face and just let you go <laughs> just let you go please so reel me where, in where's this roller crazy. coaster going today oh my goodness this ro- how dare you <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's in the can. I'm leaving. <laughs> All right. Yeah, whatever. No, uh, I, in an effort to kind of write my heart in this way, um, I've been carrying my Bible. I have this little pocket Bible that I got on Amazon. It's, it's just a little like ESV awesome. four by six little pocket Bible. You should get that for the girls. They always they, want to take their Bibles to church and they're kind of big. We're trying to think of a Valentine's Day gift for them. I think that should be a birthday thing. That's kind okay. of a big deal. Okay. Um, Anyways, <laughs> I want to be more than just a, hey, here's a, here's a Valentine's Day gift that I don't really care about. You don't care about the Bible? You told me not to care about their, no, the val- you told me not to care about the Valentine's Day oh, present. Yeah. Just to like give them something that you don't worry about them losing or ruining because <laughs> they're so little still. Yes. Anyway, sidebar, <laughs> in an effort to actually trust my gauges, I've been carrying this around with me, mm. like in my pocket, in my jacket. Anytime I go out, and instead of having, because you have your phone all the time with you and yeah, you mm. think... I can have my phone, the app on my phone, and that's fine, and that's great. Frankly, you guys, I get so sick of looking at my phone. And yeah. if I look at it to read my Bible, it's only a matter Something of minutes, seconds, until yeah. I'm distracted. Yeah. And I'm off into internet land somewhere, just droning away. So I realize if I bring my Bible with me, and I pull that bad boy out, and I put it on the table, and I start reading that while I'm waiting for food or waiting at a you know, doctor's office or whatever, not only is it make it for great conversation, because people come up and they're like, hey, Hey, brother, how you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, Or you hey, get a stinky look. Don't know who you are, <laughs> brother. <laughs> um, yeah, but it makes for a great uh, conversation. But also, man, it's just, I'm trying to respond to this passage Rich, in Proverbs, yeah. right? It says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them mm. around your neck and write them on the tablets of your heart. Keep it with you always. So I'll, that's what I'll do is I'll get our daughter's uh, Bible necklaces. There you go. <laughs> Just a book around, <laughs> around their neck. Oh, my um, goodness. So anyway, we have to bind it around our neck. What's that look like? We take it with us. We, it adorns us. Yeah. It comes with us. And not only that, it's not just a, an accessory. It's something that actually bears weight on our lives. Mm. We actually trust that it is true. Yeah. We go to it because we are thirsty in need of eternal water. And it's the source of eternal water. It's the source of life mm. itself. It's not just nice thoughts put in there by smart people. It is mm. the living, changing, heart-transforming word of God himself. It is his revelation. It is yeah. complete. It is sufficient for our salvation. And it is everything we need for life and godliness. We need to actually live like those are true statements. Yeah. So actually trusting our gauges means that we apply God's word to our lives. So if you're hurting and feeling insecure in your marriage, saturate yourself in scripture and let the Holy Spirit remind you of how deeply loved and secure you are in Christ. Christ should be your anchor to reality, especially the reality of your worth and identity. Mm. It's from there that we're able to actually see our marriage rightly, right. to see who our spouse is in right. light of the gospel, mm. see how we're called to love them in light of the gospel. It starts with God's word. And, and and if you're still struggling with that, I would just ask yourself, who does Christ say you are? Mm. The year, I think the summer I got saved, I God was just so, he just made me so hungry for his word. I just started going mm. through and I wrote down every statement that says you are in Christ. You are in Christ. Start with Paul's epistles, by the way, read through his letters. Cause like, it's just insane what he says, who you are in Christ, your birthright as an adopted son of daughter, son mm. or daughter. In, in Christ, it's amazing. So dig in your Bible, find out, and do the digging. Mm-hmm. Do the digging. Um, and so h- how else will you know what your gauges say unless you actually go in and look at them? So anyway, um, yeah, w- 
life is full of storms. We can easily feel disoriented. Our judgment can be clouded. Our senses can trick us. Mm. The whole point we're trying to make here is you have gauges you, you, and they're trustworthy and mm. you need to trust your gauges. And in doing so, you will be submitting yourself to God's law, God's way, his greater way of mm. things. Obeying him will always be always be better for his children mm-hmm. than disobeying him. Mm-hmm. And you can't obey him if you don't know him, right? So good. So, so good. Anyway, I hope this was encouraging. It's been um, encouraging for us, I can yeah. say. I know there's a lot of things, right? If you're married and listening to this, you're thinking, well, great. Well, that doesn't help me at all. Um, there's a lot of situations that are so nuanced and they're so hard that uh, we just really want to encourage you to don't walk through them alone. Mm-hmm. If you need help, go get help. Yeah, Invest your time and you. energy and money into getting help. Sometimes you don't even need the money part. You just need a good pastor who is Bible-based yeah. and will direct you according to God's word, not according to his opinion mm. or according to culture, but according to God's word. You need good friends that will do the same thing. And sometimes you need help from a from a psychologist mm-hmm. or a therapist or a counselor who's Bible-based. So yeah. we just don't want to gloss over all the nuances of every marriage on the internet right. <laughs> who's listening to this. Um, anyway. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I think I'll pray this time. Okay. Is that all right? Luis is asleep on you. Yes. Unless you want to pray. No, you go. I always want to pray, but you you may pray this time. You're so holy. You may pray this time. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) God, you're so good. And your word is um, uh, just so perfect. God, I thank you for the gift that it is. You didn't have to reveal yourself in that way. You didn't have to... Um, make yourself accessible to us. But God, we are the beneficiaries of your word with beneficiaries of men and women who went before us to make it accessible in our language. And God, I just don't want to take that for granted. I pray that you you would enliven our hearts to trust you, mm-hmm. enliven our hearts to trust you even more. Faith really does, it's a gift from you. So give us the gift of faith. Help us to believe your words. Help us to believe to the point that it actually bears weight on our lives and we actually apply your word, Jesus. Mm. Thank you for the married couples listening to this. I pray that they would um, be enlivened to believe you even more. I pray for the husband or the wife who feels maybe distressed or full of stress or full of anxiety. I pray that you'd give them otherworldly peace. Mm. Jesus, like you told us in John 14, give us the peace that we can find nowhere else. Peace that's only found in you. Mm. And I pray that you'd be glorified no matter our circumstance, that you'd be glorified in us, but also in the lives of the listeners, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast. This episode is... In the can. As usual, we'll see you in a few days, up to a week, <laughs> up to seven days, depending. <laughs> Life's been hard, like like we said. It's not been hard. It's just been a little bit... It's been uh, complex. Yes. I'll say that. Yeah. So we'll try to do Q&A episode this week. But again, thank you so much for listening. If you would like to be a part of what's happening through Fierce Marriage, we would love to lock arms with you. Go to fiercemarriage.com slash Patreon, and that will redirect you to our Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And there you can join us monthly, um, just based on however God is calling you. We just ask that you pray about that, and if God does call you, that you would um, lock arms with us. We'd be honored. So that's FierceMarriage.com slash Patreon. Um, but other than that, uh, uh, we will see you in a, in, uh, in a couple days. And until next time, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Mm-hmm.